I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. As you bend over into child's pose, look at the person behind you and just know they are also clenching their butt as to not release gas and therefore are also a very large BLT. Welcome to Poor Little Thing, the podcast, also known as BLT, the podcast where we share and discuss stories involving life's poor little things, like that time one of your friends helped you get a job at your first ever gay bar, and you loved this job, and then about a year later, you helped get that friend fired from this job. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's fucking, yeah, it's pretty mean, and that really did happen uh, to me. And if this, I don't, I don't know if they're listening, but I feel bad. I'm sorry. I apologize. Okay. Um, I'm a PLT. I am also Ryan Steele. And with me, as always, is the only woman I let watch me in the shower. Mm-hmm. It's Amy Good Murphy. Hello. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Hi, babe. Hi, honey. How are you? Babe. Yeah. The, the sun is out. The sun is out. The out. You know, it's, <laughs> and it's supposed to be sunny all week. You know, I, I don't love the heat, but after eight months of rain. Hey, you'll take it. I'll take it. Hey, I'll take it. Yes. I'm excited. I'm not excited for the little heat dome that is our mm, apartment. I hear you. Top floor, flat roof. Yeah. Uh, lots of heat coming there. Mm-hmm. But um, I do want to be outside in the sun. Yeah. Maybe do a little bit of swimming. I get it. Also, you little PLT, you got the person who got you hired fired? <laughs> <laughs> Brian. I know. Why funny. I never talk about that. Something bad um, happened. Well, he just... He wasn't, he wasn't the easiest person to work with. Okay. And we would literally, I've bartended forever. I rarely ever get in fights with anybody I work with. We would get in yelling matches behind the bar. Like we, we just, we didn't mix well. I don't know. Like uh, I want to say we're both a touch off maybe. Like, (laughs) um, but yeah, he just, you know, he was also just screwing up on his own. And so when management asked me, I was just honest. And so when management asked me, I said, yeah. 
Get rid of him. He's toxic. Get him out of here. <laughs> <laughs> listen, every gay bar is toxic. Mm-hmm. But like, if, so listen, if you work at a gay bar and you get fired because you're quote unquote toxic, yeah. you're fucked. <laughs> okay? Yeah. I know that much. Mm-hmm. Listen, I walked over here. Yeah, nice. Okay. Well, it's beautiful out. Well, it's beautiful out. Getting your steps in. I got my steps in. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you something. What's that? I am constantly almost on the verge of killing people. Do you, do you know what I mean by this? Let me explain. Like walk raging? No, not like that. Okay. It's not by my own hand. Mm. There's something about me that people look at me and they go, I'm going to follow what she does. Really? They look at me and they go, I'm going to follow what she does. Okay. So listen, I'm aggro. You know, I got to get to where I need to get when I got to get there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. Which really means I'm late. I got to go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so when I hit a crosswalk, if it's not my time to walk, but mm. I see that there's a gap in traffic, yeah. I will step my pussy up yes. and rip across. I'm a fan of that. Do you understand? I understand. And sometimes there's like a bike lane in the middle, so yeah. I can kind of like do a couple steps and cross over onto the platform. Mm-hmm. I am a professional at this, <laughs> okay? Not your first rodeo. It's not my first rodeo. Mm-hmm. So when I am trotting across, yes. you know, like a little lynx, mm-hmm. look at me go. Look at her go. Don't look at me and think it's time to walk and step out in fucking traffic. Yeah. Today at multiple crosswalks, as soon as I, and I know it, and you know what I did today? What's that? I finally, usually I'm just like, oh, Amy, don't, like, it's their, it's their journey. Mm-hmm. If they walk out into traffic because they think it's time to walk. Yeah. I mean, look, I'd probably off myself if that actually happened. Mm-hmm. But today, this old woman, it's always an older person, too. They're like yeah. not paying attention. Stepped out. And I went, no, 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 don't. It's not time to walk yet. Yeah. And then she was like, oh. But then I was mad because I was like, I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. And I don't want to have to. I wanted to go. Don't just do monkey see, monkey do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm on my own fucking walk journey. She, you're putting you know her in danger. I was putting her in danger, well, girl. She's putting herself in danger, girl. Well, that's what I'm saying, girl. <laughs> anyway. But I have to say Vancouver, like, you know, we've been to a few cities in our day. Sure. I have to say Vancouver, it's funny <laughs> watching it sometimes. And you'll see, like, Granville Street, and it's like there's no cars coming either way, and everyone's just waiting for that light to change to walk. Yes. And I'm like, really? But go you go ahead. to other cities, like I want to say, like, New York, Toronto, almost every other city, and there's just, they're walking all the time. I know. You know, no cars, no problem. New York, New York. <laughs> yeah, heard of it. Ever heard of that. Oh. Yeah, I hear you. So I don't know. Just listen, you're on your own journey, but mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, don't lo- look at me, okay? I'm not going to follow you. I'm constantly almost dying all day long. Mm-hmm. Do not do what I do. Yeah. Anyway, You're still here, though. I'm here, and I feel fabulous. Yeah, you okay? look fabulous. Thank you. Wow. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I had another fun. You're doing week. well. Oh no, we don't <gasps> say that. We he don't said say it that. Naturally, <gasps> you went back on your own. Oh, oh, I'm so embarrassed no. right now. If you listen to a couple episodes ago, I was really ripping into people who were like, I'm well, I'm well. Shut up, you're good. And Guess I just what? said it. Guess what? <gasps> I ran into someone and I hadn't seen them in a while. And yeah. you know them too. And yeah. they went, I said, how are you? And he goes, I'm well. <laughs> and then I was like, okay. And then he goes, I heard you said about people saying, well, and now every time I always second guess myself. Mm. And I was like, sorry, you don't have to do what we say. Yeah. No, I look like the idiot though, because I just did it, man. It's all right. Move on. I move on. It's a safe place. Yeah. No, I had a fun weekend. It was our friend's bachelor party. 10 of us all went out to Gibson's on the Sunshine Coast, but it was just a short one. It was just like a one full day, two nights. 
And uh, listen, you're a globetrotter. I'm these a globetrotter. Days. So many fairies. You oh. know, I did go on fairies forever, and I've been on two fairies in a month. If you man. don't know what a fairy is, we have these <laughs> big, awful boats called BC ferries, yeah. and you wait if you're if you're a driver, yeah. and you don't got a reservation, mm-hmm. you fuzz. Yeah. Also, you worked there for a while. Like, there's I, the Queen of Surrey. There's sure. these these fairies have names, right? Yeah. Do I know them all? No. No, but they're always the queen of something, correct? Yes, they're queens. <laughs> <laughs> they're all female. They're all female. Well, as they should be. Hey, yeah. we don't talk like that. Oh, good call. But yeah, we went away and... But you know, I just I slept half the time probably because I can I can only go for so many hours and you know pub crawls in the day, yeah. breweries in the day, and that that happens to me. Okay, see you later. See I'm, ya. I'm just gonna pass out. You know, way before. And it's funny. Then I always see the photos after that we you know everyone we have like a little Dropbox or whatever. Everyone throws their stuff in, and I'm like, where am I? <laughs> And you know where I am? I'm in my bed. Sleeping. I'm sleeping. Going to sleep. But that's just how it is now. And yeah. it was a lot of fun. And, um, you know, these weekends are hard. But luckily, that's the last one now. So my weekends will go back to normal. And I'm all yours again. Well, I've missed you. <laughs> I've been up to no good since you've been away. Oh, yeah? When you leave me, you know I get crazy. Well, I worry about you the whole time. Well, last night I watched The Voice with my mom. <sighs> She's been sick. And um, she's had no visitors. She's very lonely. Mm. And when she hasn't had a lot of visitors and she starts talking, mm-hmm. she don't stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Yesterday. I was she needs a podcast. She needs a, she needs a podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'd listen to it. Her and Alexa. Mm-hmm. So I laid on her bedroom floor because she's been sick. So I didn't want to get close to her, but she has this big bedroom. So I like laid in a corner mm-hmm. and watched The Voice. The Voice. But every time the like they'd be like... They'd say something like she just kept going, oh, <laughs> about, like, the, about the show about like any, okay, so you know they do like the the stories, the like backstories, mm-hmm. and it's like well, so and so, you know, they have a hearing loss, and she goes, oh, okay, <laughs> like, oh, and then and then the host will be like, okay, when we come back after the commercial break, the judges are gonna have to decide who they're gonna keep and who goes home, and mm-hmm. then she she goes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so the whole time. Wow, commentary. <laughs> yeah, I'm like the whole time on the floor. I'm like, the only th- first of all, why do you keep going? Oh, oh. like you're thinking about what they're saying, mm-hmm. or like you're you're this is riveting to you. Yeah, them saying that they have to cut someone, they come back, mm-hmm. or this person can't hear very well. Yeah. Anyways, Blake Shelton's last season. I know. Eighteen seasons or something. He's finally saying bye. Can I say something? Of course you can. I think he's kind of cute. Yeah, I get it. Like, I get it. Yeah. And he's funny. Mm. And if you're kind of cute and you're funny. Yeah. Anyways, okay, yeah. And then my friend had a 40th birthday party. Okay. A surprise. Oh, you have a friend. Okay, we're getting closer. Listen, mm. not me yet. No. But she had a surprise 40th birthday party. And I love a surprise. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Yeah. Well, she's an introvert. Oh. And she don't like <gasps> groups of people. Really? But her partner, who's lovely and an extrovert, mm-hmm. wanted to give this to her for her 40th. Like oh. she was just like, no, you know, she's going to overcome it. Like yeah. I'm going to plan this for her and we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. It was um, interesting because, mm-hmm. yes, it was lovely. Her partner put in a lot of effort. But uh, when she got there, I said right away, are you okay? Yeah. And she was like, no, I hate this. Yeah. Was it at like a restaurant or <laughs> It was at um, it was at a brewery. Oh, nice. It was perfect. Yeah. It, it really was perfect. And she knows that her partner put in a lot of effort, but mm-hmm. it was like for her, she was like, I, I don't want surprise birthday parties, yeah. but like, but I feel bad because, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyways, it was an interesting experience. I'm the kind of person I would love a surprise party for me and no one's ever done it. Uh, hey. And, and I think people purposely don't. They're like, oh, he'd love himself too much. He'd love it. We're not going to give Ryan one. He never did one for us. Listen, 
Do you know why people don't do it? Why? You have too many scattered friends. Maybe, who would they yeah. even know who to invite? That's true. All your friends are all over the map. The yeah. 19-year-olds are over here. <laughs> the 22-year-olds are over here. Do you know what I mean? I know what you mean. Are you in a feud with this person who's a little <laughs> bit closer to your age? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a really good point. Are your sisters going to come? Oh, that's funny. Uh, we don't know. Yeah, okay. I guess I'll never have one then. So <laughs> The 19-year-olds over there. 21. Yeah, 21 to 26 over here. <laughs> no, Every- 21 to 24 is over, over there. there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And the 25 and a halfs are there. Yeah. I just can't get a hold of them all. Oh my God. You know, it's funny. I got blood work the other day and now you can, everything's changed since COVID. You know, you don't go to the doctor anymore. You have to like, I have to call my doctor. It's a whole thing. And I used to go to the doctor and he would give you like a, a form that you would go to the clinic with and yeah. then they, you know, they check you in. Now he just calls or, you know, puts your name into the system. And when yeah. you go there, you get your forms there. Oh. It was all new to me. And they don't tell you this. You're At just, Life Labs? Yes. I did not know that. I always, I still take a form. They oh, email yeah. it to me. No, yeah. I went there and she had everything for me there. And she's, she's like, oh, he, it was because I was like a month late. And she kind of gave me shade. She's like, well, you're here now. <gasps> she said to me. I'll come as I please to get my blood withdrawn. Exactly. And they took seven vials out of me, which was like. Are you okay? I was fine after, but it did feel a little weird. I never look. You know? Why did they do that? Because I got everything. I haven't got anything checked in like okay. probably three years or whatever. Oh so, they, so they check everything. And then she gets, when I leave, well, first of all, I screwed up because I also did a urine sample and I forgot there's that little door usually right outside of the washroom that you put it in. Mm-hmm. And I just took my urine right to the front desk yeah. and I'm like, hi. And she's like, yeah, there's a door for that. <laughs> it's spilling all over. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't put the lid on. I was lazy. <laughs> and then, then she gives me this little form. And she's like, here you go. You can check your results online. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I'm, you guys, it looks like I'm going to be able to stick around for another season hey, of PLT. you guys, he's okay. <laughs> you guys, he's all right. I'm all right. Uh, well, oh. listen, I thought of you as well this weekend. Why? I mean, I think everything I have to talk about is about this weekend. Yeah. Like I said, you let me loose. I let you loose. And this is my favorite thing, though, because what did you get up to? No, nothing crazy. No. I went to go watch my friend. My friend. Your friend. I went to go watch my friend run the BMO marathon. You did. But she didn't do... So there was this thing called the BMO marathon, which is a bank, and... Bank of Montreal. Bank of Montreal, yeah. Bank of Montreal. And she ran the 8K. So there's an 8K, a half, and a full marathon, I think. And so anyways, her and her friend ran the 8K, and it was a big accomplishment. Like, mm-hmm. she'd been working towards this. And so we were like, well, we got to go and show up and get at the finish line and cheer her ass on, mm-hmm. right, if she That's gets very nice there. Of you. Well, it was just something, you know, I'd want my friends mm-hmm. to come. And so and we've been a part of her journey. Yeah. Hearing about it anyways, so I don't want to go for a run. No. You know me. Yeah. Anyways, we showed up there, and one of their friends had just finished the half marathon. I think the half marathon. She's like a runner okay. like her life is it was like we were like how'd it go and she was like it was just annoying <laughs> and she wasn't even tired she was like come on we gotta catch those girls they're gonna be at the thing soon i was like okay, it's a lot like, of people nice to meet you yeah, yeah. well it was a lot of people and mm-hmm. i kind of get that too she mm-hmm. didn't like the crowds she yeah. was like it was really annoying people were bumping and blah mm-hmm. blah but we go to get our spot near the finish line mm-hmm. i look at this part of the sidewalk there are six piles of human shite no yes <laughs> No one said anything. And then like two seconds later, someone was like, do you guys see those piles of shite? And we're like, yes. Like (gasps) we saw the shite. And And human for sure. Oh, for that was human. It was different. Okay. (laughs) It was familiar. Do you understand? I get it. And we were like, what? And then this girl who's, who is, you know, knows about this kind of stuff. She's like, oh yeah. She's like, some people wear diapers. I I think we talked about this before, but, and she said that there was a cleanup team. (gasps) That run along the race to yeah. clean up puke and any other type of bodily fluids that come out of you while running. What? And then she said, 
we were talking about like going to the bathroom. I was like, oh my gosh, I never even thought about that. Like often when I'm moving or working out, mm-hmm. sometimes that feeling comes to me where I'm like, oh, I gotta go to the bathroom because yeah. you're jostling around. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're in the middle of a freaking, you know, run race, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't stop. You don't, it's about your time. You mm-hmm. want to finish. You don't want to whatever. Mm-hmm. So she was like in the morning, she couldn't go. She was like, oh my gosh, she woke up super early. <sighs> she was like five o'clock in the morning. She was like, God, I can't go. Yeah. So she went down pre-marathon to her apartment gym worked out until she had to go to the bathroom went to the bathroom and then showed up for the race wow is that crazy That's commitment she's a runner yeah, i did the half marathon twice but I, you know i instagrammed the fuck out of it i was like hey everyone oh, look really? what i did i made show my time and take a selfie with my ex and oh. um yeah then we all we have to go out for food after all the restaurants downtown are just packed you know and yeah yeah but i was really crowded i remember but also got really competitive because i like clock like a someone or a couple and i'm like yes. they're not beating me yeah and then it kind of makes you run a little bit faster yeah, yeah. Oh, it was very interesting to see lots of, was there lots of you hear the bells or what, what are there they, were drums the, and drums, cow yeah. things cow whatever yeah, yeah yeah people were like yelling and then there was like the people at the end like a lot of people were struggling but you were like mm. come on you can do it yeah there was a couple where it was very clear there was a, a male and female couple and I assume they identified as male and female. Mm-hmm. There was a person with long hair and a person with short hair. No. no. There was a man and a woman and they looked like to be a couple. Mm. And the woman it was very clear. She was either injured or she got a oh cramp. No. And he was walking side by side with her and walked her across. Oh. They must have done it together. I thought you were going to say that he broke up with her during he, the run. He stopped and said, <laughs> I'm fucking done. And then booted off across the finish yeah, line. Yeah, it's a race. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, yeah it was awful. <laughs> and then they sort of shoveled her up and shoveled her off. <laughs> With the shit. Yeah, with, the, with all the crap. Wow. Would you ever do it? No, you, you Absolutely <laughs> fucking not. No, I would not. Fair enough. I have to tell you, I think I've gotten better with not using names. And it's something I'm working on on this podcast. You know, I've called a lot of you out. And I have a quick, <laughs> I have a quick little story that I forgot to tell you last week about okay. a friend that I met recently. And I'm not going to say anything about their name. But okay. he told me a story that a, I... Had a good chuckle over. Okay. We were kind of talking about our coming out stories, you know, when we were younger. And there was this day, I think he was probably, you know, 13, 14, whatever. And for whatever reason, he's like, I just wanted to know what it felt like putting something up my bum. Okay. So he put a Sharpie mm. up his bum. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. There's a cap on it. Yes. And I was like, and then he goes, and then my mom. Okay. So what had happened is, I guess, he had, you know, a lot of us all get caught on the history of your computer. Right. I think he had been like looking up something, left it open. Sharpie's up bum. Whatever happened. Yeah. And so he left it and his mom saw it. And Uh-oh. then she came up to his room, right, as he put the Sharpie of his mom. And then they had like an hour long talk about what she had seen on the computer. And the whole time he had a felt pen up his bum. And I laughed pretty fucking hard. Oh, <laughs> my God. Imagine. And then she finally was like, okay, well. I gave you a lot to think about. I love you, son. Door closed. Oh, my God. Zip. Pull, pull out the Sharpie. <gasps> also, how did he... So he put... I wonder if he was wearing shorts. Yeah. He, like, put it up his shorts and then, like, stood there with a Sharpie in his butt. Yeah. It probably looked like, like a reverse. Like in like, his butthole. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, wow. Hey, we are all different. <laughs> and we all explore differently. And I asked him if I could say that story. And I think he said yes. <laughs> <laughs> and was like, I know who 
who that is. Yeah. No. No, I didn't okay. say. I, didn't, I gave you no hints, PLTs. Well, I'm glad he didn't have to go to the hospital. I know a sharpie. Yeah. Oh my god. I know a doctor friend that has seen <gasps> all sorts of things up their anus. <laughs> this is true that you told me before. Yeah. People are weird. People are interesting. Yeah. They one, like to do things. Yeah. One guy I heard before, like a, a cop friend of mine or something, had went into an apartment and a guy had configured this apparatus in his apartment where it would like hold him in the sky <laughs> and then it would drop him down onto yeah. a pylon. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. I might have talked about that yeah, before. Yeah. Who's that creative? Well, I, and I who wants to sit on a pylon? I do not. Can I tell you something? <laughs> yes, please. I do not ever want to sit on a pylon. No. Do you understand that's me? That's a nightmare. Why would you want to sit on a pylon? I don't know. And if you're listening and that is something you're into. Stop it. Stop it. But also please let us know why. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> also, they're not that hard. They're like, there's a bit of given them. Yeah. Maybe that's a thing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think you should be sitting on pylons. <laughs> that's, you know, this is our tip of the week. Okay, tip of the day, I guess. We're not going to play the jingle. No. It's pretty bad. D, how are you doing? Oh, my gosh. We haven't even said hi yet. Yeah. Oh, you're sad? Mm. Oh. Why? She, she saw the view this morning. Why is she also either only... Ha- Sorry, before you tell us mm. about the view, she's either only ha- really happy I know. or sad. Yeah, she's always... <laughs> I know. Okay. You know, sometimes Dee comes over early in the morning to help set up for the podcast, and yeah. I had the view on as I do. <laughs> and I always have the view on, but it's rare that I actually like sit down and kind of watch it. Right. And I just happened to sit down. I think I was having my second coffee and just enjoying a bit of it. And it's Teacher Appreciation Week on the view oh, right now. Nice. And there was this two teachers in the audience, and um, it was this one guy probably around you know, your age. And he was talking about this other teacher and she was about to retire. It was her last year. She had gone, she had, she had taught at the school for 40 years. And then Whoopi's like, actually, you know what? We're going to have her up, up here. And they had planned this whole thing. Yeah. And so they bring her up and they get her a chair and then they start playing this video. And she's always taught grade two or four or something. And it's people she's taught for the last 40 years saying how they, how she changed their life. Uh. I started, I thought of you right away, actually. I got so verklempt right away. I'm like, the tears are coming, the tears are coming. Yeah. And then her current last, like, grade two or four class, I can't remember, they all were there, and they all came out and brought her roses, and everyone's oh, clapping. And gosh. they had all these people in the audience that were wearing masks. <gasps> and then they got the people to take their mask off, and they were all ex-students of her. What is happening? Who is this teacher? She was just some amazing teacher. And, and then the, all the stories are about how, like, oh, you know, like, I never wanted to do my homework. And, you know, she would stay with me after class, and one time she bought me, you know, like, pens to, just to help me like you know do my homework oh, kind of thing oh that makes me want to cry that's so cute and I just wanted to say for the teachers out there hey you are amazing and yeah I was just I got all the feelings I was like literally <laughs> 10 30 in the morning yeah. watching the view and um I want to say do you have a teacher that stands out to you from yes, growing up definitely yeah I have two for sure yeah one Miss Fister who was she get made fun of a little bit for <laughs> okay that? listen can I tell you something <laughs> I feel like we talked, did we talk, was it you who made fun of that name? I don't know. Okay. I, if I do, I apologize. One was called Miss Fister and truly not until recently did someone bring up how funny that last name is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I never thought about it. I think because I held her, she was like my little angel. Mm-hmm. I never thought about that. Yeah. But yes, she protected me. She, when I was confused when I was younger and I, I very much looked like, you know, a little boy when I was younger mm-hmm. and I, when I would go to the girl's washroom, the girls would say, there's a boy in here. 
and then I would get too scared. So then I'd go into the boys' washroom because no one would say anything, and I just took just to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I was only in grade one, yeah. and then she found out I was doing that. <gasps> and obviously, at the time, you know, there was not that was not cool that mm-hmm. there was a girl in the boys' washroom. I guess you know, really, we should have just been able to all go together, hundred percent, in our little troughs. Mm-hmm. But uh, she would walk me to the bathroom every time I had to go and wait outside for me so that no one would bully me inside. That is so beautiful. <laughs> Isn't that nice? I love that. Yeah, and th- and then. Mrs. Elton in grade four, similar situation. There was a guy that was bullying me and um, the, a group of boys. And I told her, oh, no, I didn't even tell her. She said, she's like, what's what's going on? Like, mm-hmm. I can tell. And I was like, oh, I don't want to say. And then I told her. And, and then I remember this. She looked at me and said, they're not going to they're not going to bother you anymore. And mm-hmm. you did the right thing by telling me, go to your desk. She didn't make a big deal about it. She just said, I'll, I'm going to take care of this. Mm-hmm. And she did. Yeah. Those boys never bullied me again. And I don't know what she did, but mm-hmm. she, I know, like I can guarantee though that she probably was like, you little shits. Yeah. Unless you want to kiss your freedom goodbye. Yeah. And then they never did. Wow. Yeah. She was like a strong, haughty girl. Oh, I love it. Now it's teacher appreciation here at PLT. And what about you? Um, yeah, I had. I was I'm trying to think. I had a teacher in grade seven. And grade seven was interesting because, you know, right before high school. And you kind of like, you, you're young adults now-ish, you know, and your personalities really start to shine. And that's the first time, I think grade six, seven, when I was really, you know, trying to be funny at school and make people laugh. And I had this teacher, Mr. Dedrick, in grade seven. And he was funny. And I got almost like, I want to say I riffed with him a bit. You know what I mean? He was just a fun teacher and he made me laugh. And it was, yeah, the first time I just kind of felt like, oh, I really like this, you know? And then in high school, uh, Mr. Bull, he um, was a great guy. He was like my socials teacher. And I took too much on in grade 11, 12. I was working part time. I was in every play. I was in every committee and I just burnt out. Mm -hmm. And he literally would try to help me. He's like, I would fall asleep in class. Oh my God. And he would come up to me. He's like, dude, you you, you can't do this anymore. Like you got to like, you got to chill out you gotta you know this is really important you need to focus on this yeah. so he was like it was the first time i think i had a teacher that was really like kind of like trying to help me personally cared you know, you. and cared about me yeah yeah it is such an interesting job like and i i i wonder if a lot of teachers really truly understand how much you're shaping mm-hmm. and how much you mean to kids yeah you just you really do but i mean i've had some shitty teachers in my life too yes it's true yeah. my grade three teacher was a b-i-t-c-h really yeah she was so mean oh. i have to tell you something what's up a mystery has been solved okay did you see <laughs> Don't get suspicious, okay? It's been solved. The case is closed. Well, tell me. Fine. Did you notice that 500 pounds of spaghetti that was dumped near a river? Did you see that? (laughs) No, I did not. Okay. It was all over. I slept all weekend. Sorry. (laughs) Well, while you were sleeping, there was 500 pounds of wet spaghetti that was dropped near a river in New Jersey. And it was like this big mystery. It was a big mound of like three different types of pasta. Yeah. There was spaghetti. There was like these other little like macaronis. Okay. There was a couple things. Yeah. All right. All right. And people were like, what's going on? Mm -hmm. Like the world is just getting stranger by the second. Yeah. Well, the mystery has been solved. What happened? Turns out. Are you on the edge of your seat? If you're watching Patreon right now, I am on the edge of my seat. Whoa, don't fall off. Hey, it's close. What happened was a man's mother ended up passing away and the mother was keeping pasta in jars. Okay. And so the man went down to the river and dumped all the pasta at the side of the river, dried pasta, and then it rained and it melted all the <laughs> pasta. <laughs> Although the pasta looked cooked. So mm. I guess the rain cooked <laughs> cooked it up. You know what? I'm not a scientist. Listen, 
If there's one thing I know, <laughs> you don't need to boil water. No. You put your food outside on a rainy day, mm. cooks it up. It does. And then you just have a bite. That's how what we do when we go camping. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I know. <laughs> That's how we survive. That's what we do when we go camping. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I just want to tell you that the mystery has been solved. <laughs> so call off the dogs. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. So that's that. That's fucked. And I wanted to tell you that. Yeah, I appreciate that. I didn't want you to be thinking, hey, mm-hmm. what happened there? Yeah. I wanted you to know that we figured it out. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Google it, Ryan. It was big news. It was all over the news. 500 pounds of spaghetti. Huge mounds of pasta. Wow. Yeah, it was very interesting. Or <laughs> pasta for our American friends. Yes, yeah, pasta. Pasta. My friend that I met recently, too, We had. It, I said pasta. Yeah. He made fun of me. Why would he do that to you? Well, he didn't make fun of me. He's, he's like, you mean pasta? And I'm like... No, I mean pasta. No, I mean pasta. Because it's an A. Yeah, and you're in my city. And you're in my city. <laughs> This is my city. My city. We have an amazing guest today. We do. We have a guest. We have a guest today. Yes. Somebody said yes again. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm truly freaking out. Yeah. You I, know that. I'm very excited. I'm very excited. We're very excited. And uh, her manager has been lovely. Mm-hmm. And we haven't had any communication directly with her yet. No. So I hope I can keep it together. Oh, yeah, baby. I'm going to send you all the good vibes. Please do. And you, you to me too. No, it's going to get so I'm, weird. I'm a little nervous. No, I'm nervous. Oh, you never get nervous. I know. I love her. Ghost Hound. The new album, First Last Time, out now. Get First Last Time now. Anywhere you get your music. Ghost Hounds, First Last Time. New Ghost Hounds tour in the works. Stay tuned. All right, let's get to it. Okay. Today's guest is dripping in talent, absolutely sopping. You likely know her from being the absolutely hilarious standout in Amazon Prime's original series, Harlem. Ever heard of it? Mm-hmm. Where she plays the iconic Angie Wilson. She's also an R&B recording artist with new music on the way and is considered a rising star in the entertainment industry. But you probably know her more notably from the time she was all over the news for having been abducted by UFOs for 48 straight hours. Oh, my God. It's Shaniqua Shande. Well, now the secret to my talent is out. (laughs) (laughs) got it from the UFOs. I mean, I'm, I'm an alien superstar. <laughs> oh, yes. So that's the deal. They took you for 48 hours. What happened during mm. that time? Can you talk um, about it? Honestly, if I tell, then I lose all of my privileges. Oh, Under- shit. <laughs> Shaniqua, say no more. Yeah, say no more. Can you send them our way? Yeah, we need more talent. Yes, please, please send them please. to us. Please. Um, Shaniqua, you, uh, you're a star. Mm. And I don't know if you know this. I think you do know this, You that you are a star. Mm-hmm. I think everybody knows that you are a star. Um, we're obsessed with you. You don't know that. But now you do. <laughs> and it's about to get real weird up in here because we're nervous to talk to you. <laughs> I don't ever be nervous to talk to me. I'm more nervous to speak to you. So. Okay. Oh. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, well, that makes us feel better. Um, you are, I don't even know where to begin with you. So I first came across you with my partner. My partner was like, you got to watch Harlem. And then a couple of our friends were like, you got to watch Harlem. You got to watch Harlem. So I started watching Harlem quickly magnetized to you and my partner and I fully obsessed. And then Ryan got on board, fully obsessed. You tell us a little bit about Harlem for people who haven't seen it. Um, and about your character. 
Um, Harlem is this beautiful uh, love story, I think, of Black womanhood and sisterhood. It's four women in their 30s figuring out life and career and romance in Harlem and making a lot of mistakes. <laughs> um, my character is Angie Wilson. I call her the... She was the unemployed diva, but she has then, since season one, kind of gained a lot of different jobs. She's been a nanny and been in a musical, and I don't know, I hope you've seen season two. She ends it with a movie that we don't know about, and so she's the artist of the group for sure, and the person who is the mirror, I say, to humanity. She tells it like, like it is and loves herself immensely. She really oh, yes. <laughs> She really dies. <laughs> Honestly. She could, okay, so here's what I need to know. How much of what you say, like I, Jenny, my partner's name is Jenny, and we're, every time you say something, we're like, that's unscripted. She ad-libbed that. Like there's no way someone wrote that. How much of that is you just making up some stuff? Um, I ad-lib, I mean, the one, the writers are brilliant. It's Tracy Oliver who wrote Girls Trip. So her comedy okay. pops her through. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The roof. And um, there is a lot of room, though, for us to improvise and play. And so I'd say maybe a good 25% of what I say is something oh, wow. I made up. But that might be an overemphasis because the writers are brilliant and they're on set literally as we're there. They're like, oh, well, try this different joke. OK, try something else. And then I'm like, oh, well, can I do this? And then so it's a beautiful playground. Yes, that's so cool. I feel like because Ryan and I are actors as well. We're not we're not as big as you, Shaniqua. OK, please <laughs> just treat us with care. Um <laughs> But, but I, you know, we've had, and we're writers as well, comedy writers too. And I feel like it's not always like that. It's not, I mean, how many times we've booked a comedic role and again, there's a writer strike right now. I mean, where they deserve, you know, it's not easy being a writer and everybody's different in their craft for sure. But to hear that it's like that on your set, A, they're obviously very hilarious, very talented, and they show up on set and start doing things on the fly. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm, I've been so spoiled by this show. Like, my experience with Harlem, I'm like, please, Lord, don't let this be the end or the topper because I've never been on a set where an actor's voice is allowed to be heard. You know, well, you guys know, you get on set and there, there's a lot of people who are terrified of actors, intimidated by actors, or just want you to be a mannequin who says the words or a robot and then be quiet. 
then like absolutely say nothing else. And so being in a place where my voice is welcomed, heard, and championed, and also I'm safe and protected, again, it's the testament of Tracy Oliver. She's created a beautiful uh, community within Harlem, and I've made some lifelong friends because of it. That's so amazing. And in season two, your mom is played by Sherry Shepard. I know. It's amazing. Shaniqua, I have loved The View. I watch, I watched The View since I was just a little gay. And so <laughs> Sherry Shepard, oh my God. And she gets to play your mom. How was that when you met her? She is life-giving. She's so generous and so kind and immediately like I understood like her energy and Angie's energy and even mine is just like she's so charming and electric Um, and then also just like nestled me in as her her real daughter offset but she would give me advice about my career and how to sustain longevity and that's like one of my biggest questions whenever I meet someone who's been able to specifically a black woman to be able to withstand this industry for so long I'm like how do you stay around how do you (laughs) she was just so kind and you're literally one of the most like generous human beings so sweet and what the things she's able to improvise so quickly like it really raised the bar because I'm I'm not gonna say like I'm an improviser but I've improvised quite a bit and um, was in like a comedy uh, sports like improvisation troupe when I was in high school and as an adult Um, but Sherry Shepard is a whole nother level and it really just made me want to step up my game even more because you have this like legend on set who's just quick and everything is like perfection. I really don't know how they edited her because I'm like, keep everything. (laughs) (laughs) Keep it all. Yes. (laughs) That's so cool. Okay. So tell me about the audition process for Harlem. I'd been in LA for quite some time. I want to say maybe that was like my 13th year mark of being in LA and had shows that um, were, that I made the pilot to, but didn't actually go. Um, and had done like a couple of features. And then I was in, I remember I was in the Burbank mall (laughs) um, when I got the notification that there was a Tracy Oliver project. Um, And the audition, honestly, my first audition, I auditioned maybe four times for it. Um, The first one blew it out of the water. Second one, it was amazing response. The third one did not go as well. Because it's so funny because the second one they asked me to sing and I sang with no problem, no issue. The third one, I was like, I got to make it into this whole production. And so I got so obsessed. I brought a speaker in and like I, 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 I like had a little bit of like a performative moment and I got so obsessed <laughs> with the singing and the singing did not go well. Oh. Why, why, why? I hit a wrong note and it threw me off. It threw me off completely. I was like, oh, throw it away. Throw the whole audition away. And from there, I felt like, you know, when you feel like you're in sinking sand, you're like trying to constantly like rectify the situation and it's just like the energy is missing. Yes. Um, so they put me on hold for a very long time. <laughs> for a very long time, Amazon. And <laughs> <laughs> like like weeks? Like how long? Months? Um, I want to say it was a, at least a month. At least a month. Oh, wow. I didn't actually find out that I got the part until my sister's birthday, which is December 18th. And I had auditioned for it before, I want to say, I know it was before Thanksgiving. So it had to be like a couple of weeks. And that was the fourth audition. 
So that wasn't like the third one prior when they went out and searched for other mm. Angie's. They went to New I York. Love that. Yeah, they went to New York and everywhere else. And then they brought me back in. And it, this time is with, I was across from Megan Good, who is the kindest person in the world and literally my icon. Um, so cool. And it, it felt, it was magic. And so that was that. So the, the project process was a little grueling, but I think, you know, the Lord wanted me to stay humble because he knew how fabulous Angie was. He's like, okay, let me remind you of <laughs> the separation. <laughs> yes. That's amazing. And I love how like, that's just real, right? Like you're not going to be, I'm sure that people think of you because you're so fantastic in this role and you're so just to me, it's like, how could they even look elsewhere? Like you're just, when you see someone in a role, that's like, oh, that person was made for that role. Like mm -hmm. they did good. Casting did good. And often you see people in roles sometimes and you're like, Ooh, wonder what interesting choice or, you know, <laughs> maybe they're having an off day. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm always like, who are they related to? <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's what I wanted to say. <laughs> <laughs> Whose daughter is that? Yeah, Their manager, you know? Yeah. Exactly. But it's it's really cool and relatable to hear you say, first of all, four auditions, that's a that's a lot of auditions. Mm -hmm. Um and to not know, yeah, like that's a lot. That's four big hoops. Like I'm sure one was like was one self-tape and then the rest was like in person or over Zoom. We were self-taping, but it wasn't as much. It was in person. It was like the okay. uh, the preemptive where it's just like I don't even know if the casting director was there. It might have been just like the casting associate or something. Hmm. I feel like okay. Rebecca was there though. So maybe it was just the casting director. And then it was producers. And then it was the chemistry test, which I kind of bombed. Um, and then it was the chemistry test again with Megan. <laughs> yes. Okay. Because that's giving me hope too. Because <laughs> I have like, I can't tell you, I've been through a few chemistry, chemistry tests. And then they're like, no, bye. Or they keep you on hold. And then they like don't release you and then you get your agent to check and like can you see if i'm still on hold please like at, could they at least tell me so i can audition for other things you know yeah, yeah exactly or or yeah, yeah let me know so i can move on because i'm obsessing over this hold um yeah so that's that is like it's it's humbling and, and neat to to hear you say that like you probably felt like you bombed a couple of them and it was like I don't know and now they're looking elsewhere great what is this gonna look like and literally like sometimes it's completely out of your control because I always compare like I say I did my best Beyonce performance and so like those are the ones that I'm like I blew it out of the water I don't know who else they could have possibly looked at <laughs> I literally sweated and bled on my ear my earring got my hair got caught in the face and I still performed like this is my Beyonce audition and you never hear anything it's crickets and then there's the one that's like I don't know I don't know I have no idea I, I didn't say mm -hmm. about it and those are the ones like we loved her so you really I always say you just well they said you just leave it in the room. And I, I kind yeah. of, well, back in the day when we were auditioning in person, I would literally throw my size in the trash after I left the audition room. Well, I would leave it right there in the casting office and then go out. And yeah, because yeah. you just never, you never know. You just try to make friends in the room, try to do your best, but you have no control over what they're looking for. Because sometimes it's a matter of like, this person looks better with that person or this person is this height and they can't, they look too close to the other person and you just have no idea. Um, Shaniqua, have you always known that you were funny? I heard you say that you were on an improv team. And so have you, is that something that's always come natural to you? Yeah. Well, yes and no. I'm, I'm, it's very weird because 
my funny doesn't always come out. I'm not like one of those people like, where you can have a conversation with them and you're just like cackling all the time. I wish I was. I have friends like that and I love them so much. Um, but you put me on a stage, you shine a light at me, and I'm like, oh, let's perform. <laughs> and yes. Like I have my camera, I can see the green light, so there's a performative thing. Mine has to, it turns on rather than like, all the time. So I didn't always know I was the funniest, but when there were moments to perform, that's when I, I could feel the response. Amy showed me or played for me your song, something about you on Spotify. Yes. She was saying Amy loves the, Oh, you go ahead. Ex excuse you me. Excuse, yeah. excuse me. <laughs> Listen, let's get into the music. <laughs> Because you're not only just talented as an actor, your music. Okay, so we listened to the song. Right away, I'm bopping. And secondly, we're like 90s kids. It is, I mean, if, you, if I may say what my experience was when I was listening to your song. First of all, love the video. Love the main um, male lead. Damn. And secondly, um, I'm a lesbian, Shaniqua, but yes, I would. Yes, I would. Um, anyways, the, the song was like so... It, I wrote it down because I wanted to get it how it made me feel in that first moment when I first heard it. It was like crazy classic 90s R&B vibes to me, but with like a unique twist. It was different. Yeah, yes. I hope that makes sense. Absolutely, because um, that's what I was aiming for. <laughs> so I, I appreciate Good. that I missed the music that I heard when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. um, and the songs that like you know, that helped shape such pivotal moments in my life. And I really loved how some of the women specifically, when you say crazy, cool, it makes me think of like T-Boz. And I thought about like the Aaliyahs, the TLC, how cool they were on the track, the Tony Braxton's, yeah. how like fun and like, you, I wanted to be like them. There's like this aloof, mysterious, like talk singing, but still beautiful vocals at the same time. Um, and so I love that you received that because that's definitely my intention with this record. I uh, give you a little bit of nostalgia and make you feel like, I feel like I know this. Mm -hmm. That's what it was. And I'm telling you that, I mean, obviously we're on the same page and like what people want, which is so exciting is that, that that's something that you are, you know, that you're pouring your heart into and that you want and others are wanting to receive that because I've had multiple conversations with friends and it's like, I mean, I don't know if this is something that people just say when they get to a certain age, but like, I feel like it's, it's true where it's like, they don't make it like they, like yeah. they just don't make it like they used to. I know. I'm like, am I old? Because I say that all the time. <laughs> you get over a certain mark of 30 and you're just like that old bar humbug. Yeah. Like, yes. Generation did it better. But, yeah. <laughs> but I completely and utterly agree. I recently just started falling in love again with, well, being reintroduced, because I've always knew who, known who Stevie Wonder and Luther Vandross was, but it was always like music that my grandma and my mom listened to. There was like a distance from it. But now I'm like, I miss when they sang about real love. I miss crooning. Mm -hmm. I miss the swagger of the 90s. And yeah, the material and, and the melodies and also the wordplay. Oh my gosh. 
Stevie Wonder, you can read his lyrics and it's like poetry. So I am absolutely in that car with you of, um, I'm, they don't do it like they used to. <laughs> they don't do it like they used to. I'm coming down the street with you. <laughs> okay. So in that vein, tell us, like, we want to know everything that is you as a musical artist. Yeah. So I'm performing It's in Pittsburgh, June 10th. And it's actually my first time ever performing my own music. So I'll be performing something about you and I'll be testing out, I think, a new single to see. I have a couple of tracks or actually I've got a lot of <laughs> tracks, but um, a couple that I'm like, what well, should we release this one? Should we, you know, let's see how the people react. So I'm really excited. And um, I go um, to Atlanta very soon to go work on music and, and, Hopefully we'll be releasing something rather soon because I've got a, a catalog of music just waiting, but I'm super excited about this performance. So cool. Well, we'll be waiting too because will, yeah. yeah, I'm super excited for you and, and please don't stop doing it because we're waiting yes. and it's, it's, it's arrived and it has come in the form of Shaniqua Shande. Yeah. We need to hear it. I wanted to say something too. Have you ever seen the Stevie Wonder tribute on YouTube where Beyonce sang at it? Oh yes. Oh, I'm a Beyonce stand, so I've seen. Oh, okay, there you go. Yeah, okay. <laughs> me and my me and my youngest sister, it's our go-to. Like she's in Australia now, but whenever we see each other, we always have a wine or two, and we watch the Stevie Wonder tribute. Beyonce, I think it was Ed Sheeran and Gary Clark Jr. Mm-hmm. Oh, amazing, amazing. Phenomenal performances. Now I want to go back and watch the whole show. Actually, there, yes, do it. So fun. I have to see it now. Yeah, <laughs> I'll show um, it to you. Okay. Well. Lastly, because we, I can't wait for your embarrassing story also, um, but I want to ask you, I've said I think a thousand times now, a thousand and one, how talented you are, and clearly you're a talented actress, you're a talented improviser. You said you wouldn't call yourself an improviser. Put it on your resume, girl, because you are an improviser, <laughs> by the way. And lastly, I saw on one of your Instagram posts when I was obsessing over you that you said you were wearing this beautiful, on an, in an interview where you were like on a panel on a stage, you are wearing this beautiful flower jacket. Mm-hmm. And it's gorgeous. It looks like very expensive designer. And I, w- I noticed it right away. And then I watched it. And then I read your caption. And I read at the very bottom, you said you made it. Yes, I did. What is what is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> These UFOs sprinkled too yeah. much talent on you. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. I- I'm going to call my UFO God. <laughs> okay, yeah, fair enough. And I'm so glad that he blessed me. <laughs> right. Well, so so you make clothes as well. And you also said, I didn't know if you're joking, but you said DM me if people were interested. Like, is that something that you do as well? Yeah, well, I haven't. It's so funny. I'm like, yeah, DM me if you want this jacket. And I'm like, do I have the time to make it? But, actually, <laughs> but I'll probably get my sister who is also an, she's a designer for real. She's went to school for it and like has items that she's made. And nine times out of 10, I'll probably get her to make it. And be like, me, I'm going to ship it out and I'll give you a cut. <laughs> yes. yes, I would love at some point to have my own line. Um, I also love collaborating with designers. I And I know a big thing out here um, in the industry is to like be styled by these like incredibly wonderful artists. Um, but I've been typically like styling myself because fashion is another language for me. Um, I kind of like spent a time where I was like extremely shy and didn't like 
communicating with people. I was actually like very scared of people. <laughs> um, but I would dress the way that I felt and I would allow my clothes to speak for me. And it's kind of something that I've like carried on as an adult that like you go to all of these mixers where you're supposed to network. And instead of like having to go up and say hello, I can style myself in a certain way. And that's the statement piece. People will come over and I'll have something to talk about immediately. So it's a nice yeah. icebreaker. Yeah. Yeah, that's lovely. I love that. Well, I think that it's time for our PLT stories. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, D. For my PLT story, we're going all the way back to uh, Sunday. <laughs> I went away this uh, past weekend for a bachelor party. A comedian friend of both of ours, actually, is getting married next month, so I got to go. It was a lot of fun. Um, I was telling Amy, though, like, I'm kind of older now, and I just, I slept a lot, because I just, you know, if you drink during the day, by 10 o'clock, I'm good to go, like 10 p.m., bye, <laughs> but then it kind of screwed with my sleep pattern a bit, so I woke up a little early, and then anyway, Sunday, we took a, a, a later ferry home, so we went to a brewery in the day, had a couple beers, I come home, unpack, put American Idol on, because I'm still an American Idol stand, <laughs> and... And I fell asleep during American Idol at like 5.30. I just passed out. I rarely nap, but she just, she needed to sleep. So I slept and then I woke up at 8.30 p.m. And I was filming a commercial yeah, the next day and my call time was 9.45. I woke up on Sunday night at 8.30 and because it's so light out so late now, it kind of looked like it was 8.30 a.m. And I just saw my clock in my kitchen that said 8.30. And I thought, oh, no, Ryan, you idiot. You're going to you have an hour and 15 minutes to get. I haven't told her this yet. You have an hour and 15 minutes to get to set. You got to hurry. So I quickly I have breakfast on the go. I'm like setting up my shower. I'm looking at my email with all the shirts, you know, the, you know, the wardrobe that they wanted me to bring. So I'm packing that all. I'm like fiercely running around my apartment. I have my shower. I'm now about to eat my breakfast. And then I kind of notice that it's getting darker. And I'm like, now it's almost, you know, nine. I'm like, why is it getting darker? And then I look at my phone and it says Sunday, <laughs> 9 p.m. And I was just, I was 12 hours off. So I thought it was Monday morning, but in fact, it was still Sunday night, this stupid fucking PLT. Oh. So I just picked up on American Idol where I left off. <laughs> and thank God, because I had... Like, what's that? I had 12 more hours before I had to be on set, which was amazing because I was like, oh, okay, I'm just going to watch a little Harlem after American Idol. And uh, yeah, and then I then I got a good sleep and then I woke up yesterday and everything was fine. But like you would have, a normal person would have maybe noticed in two seconds or looked at their phone immediately and saw that it said Sunday. Yeah. I full panicked for a good 30 minutes. <laughs> like I was packed and ready to go. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a poor little thing. Yes, you are a poor little thing. <laughs> All, we've all been there. How many times have we been there where we're like, oh my God, panic, panic, panic. Yes. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh no. Yeah, what an idiot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you, you had time to have a shower, oh, get breakfast oh, on yes. the go. I am good. I'm good at multitasking. Like I have that, you know, eggs on the stove and I am starting the water to let it heat up and blah, 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 blah. I'm packing. I'm just like, yeah, go and go, go. And, uh, so, you know, but the good thing of it was when I w actually woke up the next morning at like 730 or whatever, I was almost ready to go. <laughs> Everything was at the door packed. So I was like, oh, that made it easier at least. You had had so much sleep. <laughs> yes, I did get a lot of sleep. Oh my God. Also, your iron might be low. <laughs> but this is very clearly your. Yeah, yeah, I'm the PLT oh, yeah, here. <laughs> Thank you. That's my time. Thank you. Okay. Um, I'm sorry that happened to you. It's okay. Okay. But I'm so glad you 
were packed the next day. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. well, yeah, it all, it all worked out. It's funny because I was just going to tell that story in the intro of our podcast, and I'm like, oh no, this is a PLT story. <laughs> like, I will, I will use this as my main go-to at the end. Okay, well, you're embarrassing. Yeah. Okay, I'm up. This one comes in from a PLT listener. It does, yeah. Let's call them Sean. Sean. For Sean Day. Oh. Okay. Yes. Mm. That's what came to me, and that's what we're going with. Okay, this is what they say. Okay, major PLT story. Please censor my name as some of my friends listen to the podcast. <laughs> Maybe we should edit that out. <laughs> So when I was 15, I used to work at a grocery store in my hometown. At our annual Christmas party, the year I worked there, it was at some all-ages banquet hall. I pre-drank before, but obviously couldn't at the party because I was underage. After the party ended, a bunch of the older employees wanted to go to the pub across the street. So me and my also-underage friend snuck into the pub and kept drinking with the rest of our coworkers, who were all legal drinking age. After the pub closed, we proceeded to go to an after party at one of the coworkers' houses. There was maybe 10 of us there, including me and the underage friend, and the rest were between the ages of 25 and 50. I quickly blacked out. <laughs> I quickly blacked out. And the rest of the event, also imagine getting in the door and just going. Yes. Also, he's 15? Yeah. I, wow. I, don't, I don't know about this. 15. Anyways, he quickly blacked out, and the rest of the events had to be told to me the very next day because I have no memories of what happened next. I guess the owner of the house was a painter and wanted to show off some paintings he had just done, so he started to bring people towards the bedroom. When they got to the bedroom, the door was locked, but they had no clue who was inside. They knocked and no answer, so someone had to kick the door down. Inside was me passed out on the floor, having just puked on this man's new paintings, which were leaning up against the wall in the bedroom. My boss, who was a 45-year-old mother whose daughter I went to high school with, had to call my mom to come pick me up. My boss then started walking me down the driveway to where my mom was going to pick me up. At the age of 15, I was still very tall and kind of heavy. And I guess I somehow knocked my boss over and into the dick. Oh, no, ditch. Sorry. And into the ditch where she where she landed upside down and her dress went over her head. My mom had to get my boss out of the ditch and drive me home. <laughs> to this day, one of the most embarrassing things that's ever happened to me, and I can't believe I just told you guys about it. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> that's a well, lot for 15. There's a couple yeah. PLTs in this story. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> the, one, the biggest PLT is Sean. Mm -hmm. um, oh, my God. And the second one, poor little thing to the boss who got, <laughs> <laughs> who got body body checked into a ditch yeah. and her dress flew up. I bet that's my her dress went over her head. Imagine. <laughs> and then your mom comes. Bye. See you. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, wow. The homeowner as well who bought these new paintings and this vomit and with like alcohol and acid all over it. <laughs> oh my god. 100% imagine. And they had to kick the door off. Yes. Because some fifth girl snuck in. Like, oh my wow. god, throwing up all over the paintings. Come <laughs> see my work. Yes. Well, that's what happens when you let 15-year-olds into bars. Well, I guess. Oh. how they sneak in? I don't know how they suck in. The, maybe the back door. And also, who's serving them? I don't know. Uh, oh, not goodness. good. Oh gosh. Okay, well, thank you, <laughs> Thank you, Sean. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, I had just graduated from college, um, and one of my best friends from school told me he was in town. And I just finished washing my hair. Um, so I don't know if you guys know like well, the hair routine, but you braid it if you're gonna do like a twist out. So I had like plaits in my hair. So imagine like plaits 
just washed. And so I like throw on a wig with a turban. I was going to like do this like Erica Badu like turban thing. And I run out immediately to go with him to the club. And while I'm there, I'm downstairs and I bump into another college um, uh, alum that we were with as well. And so he he's drunk as a skunk and gives me like this biggest hug. And as he's hugging me, my wig and turban falls off onto the floor and it's just me there in my plaits and he's like I'm sorry about your hair and then he's like he's introducing me to this beautiful couple and the woman couldn't even look me in the face after that and I just have to like pick up my hair and like <laughs> um, and that's probably one of the most embarrassing moments of my life not because of the way but it honestly it was the woman's reaction like oh. her computer she was horrified, like horrified after that. <laughs> wow. you're like i don't care about the wig but why are you looking at yes, me like exactly. that exactly <laughs> yes. oh god i'm sorry that happened to i'm you. sorry that happened too <laughs> also how about the how about the guy going sorry about sorry. that <laughs> sorry sorry <laughs> <laughs> You're like, uh, I guess. Yeah, okay. Hand thanks. that to me, please. Oh. Yes, he could have oh picked God. it up and put it on for me. Yeah. <laughs> that might have made it a little better. <laughs> did, did you end up staying for a while? Yeah. I had an amazing time. <laughs> okay, good. Okay. I left up immediately, but I went to the one next door. <laughs> Okay. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. We have to leave now, but yeah. I don't want to go home. No. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's amazing. You wow. are the PLT. Yeah, a, that yeah. man oh, is yeah, the PLT. Also. And that, and woman. that woman is the PLT. She's the PLT. She was. See, yeah. that's, a tri- that's a triple PLT story. That's a triple wow. PLT. We love a triple PLT yeah. story. Okay. Thank you so much for sharing that. <laughs> um, we always end each episode with a question. Mm hmm. <laughs> Today's question is <laughs> really stupid. It's a little potty humor, okay? Okay. Um, do you think that more people poo at brunch or dinner at restaurants? Ooh, that's good. I'm gonna say brunch because brunch usually happens on Sundays, and if you were out drinking and partying the night before and you made it to a brunch, you got to get it out of you. Yes. <laughs> you got to get it out. <laughs> Okay, what do you know? Do you know what you want to say? You go ahead. Okay, my friend asked me this over the weekend, and I actually see your brains. I like these questions are always so fun because it's like, how are people's brains mm. going to work? I immediately was like, well, I don't have the best system myself, so I can't guarantee I'm going at brunch, but this girl is going six, seven <laughs> times in the morning. So I'm thinking, well, probably more people are like him than me. Yeah. So I said, listen. I don't know, yeah. but I was trying to be different, and I said dinner time. Not sure because we had just had brunch, and I was like, I didn't go. Mm-hmm. Did you? What do you think? Well, yeah, I'm a. I usually take care of my number twos in the in the, before noon for whatever reason, and sometimes I don't go for the rest of the day. I wake up and I go right away, and then I have my coffee. Usually go again, and sometimes that's it. Sometimes there's a surprise one later, but um, also I, I try as much as I can not to go at restaurants. Yeah, like I will hold it in yeah. so hard until I get home because I'm like I don't want to do that there. Um, but if I had to answer that question, I would say brunch. Okay. Yeah. I think you guys are right. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like a very easy answer to you guys as well as the girl who asked me. So I think it's my brain that is uh, a little bit touch off. You never know. PLT listeners out there, if you think you know it's dinner, please, <laughs> please DM, us, DM us. Let us know. It's very important that we know what we, you think we about We need this. some more facts about this. <laughs> yes. Where can people find you on socials? 
I am Shaniqua Shande on everything. Perfect. Lovely. And you have new music coming out. Um, I hope there's another season of Harlem. I hope so, too. Good. The fans are waiting. <laughs> I looked on Wikipedia. It looks it's it looked promising. Seem promising. Okay. Yeah. I love that. Oh, and you're and you're gonna be performing in Pittsburgh. I'll be performing if you're in Pittsburgh on June 10th. I'll be there at the convention center in the rooftop terrace. And then also I have a movie coming out at some point. I don't know the information, but it's Wake. It's called Wake, and it'll be on BET Plus. Nice. But I'm thinking sometime by the end of the year, it's a psychological thriller. Whoa. Excuse me. Yes, and I play an MIT professor is drastically different than Harlem, and so I'm really wow. Yeah, that's so exciting. Awesome. Okay, well, look out for that, and um, you're an absolute delight. Mm-hmm. We just are over the moon that you said yes. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. And yes, hi, Canada. I'm international. Yeah, that's right. She's international, y'all. She's cross borders, y'all. Yes. <laughs> poor little thing the podcast we love you and if you love us please don't forget to like rate review and subscribe follow us on instagram and tiktok at ryan and amy show if you want to see exclusive content and extra goodies join our patreon and strap in because it gets wet and wild (laughs) (laughs) and as we always say you You poor poor little little thing. thing